0: We live in a country claiming individuality as a core value. While people are regularly putting themselves in groups, separating them from others. We are in communities built on or you are one of us or you are not. There are no absolutes, however. There's little room for community in a place where I replaces we. That's not the cultural norms of everyone or the story that each person might tell. There's a different story. A story of a weary traveler in need of a meal with no more than a pot and a stone. The stone is placed in the pot of water and set on top of a small fire. One curious child asks, what's in the pot? And is told, I'm making stone soup, but I'm missing some ingredients. The child offers a handful of spices. Soon, an older lady comes by inquiring what they're making. She's told, I'm making stone soup, which tastes best with carrots and celery, but I don't have any. The kind old lady exclaims, I have some, and hustles to her home to grab it. A young couple stop by, following the aroma in the air. The man asks, what they're cooking? He's told, stone soup. All we need is a little beef to make it delicious. The couple share a portion of their beef to add to the pot. Another villager passes by and offers potatoes, then another onions. The pot quickly was packed with ingredients from different villagers. Everyone was able to enjoy and each left full. The notion of community and caring for one another is built into various traditions. The spirit plate is most commonly practiced by indigenous people but the rituals found in African-American heritage in the Vietnamese community and other Asian cultures as well. The teaching is that a little food is left on the plate as an offering and placed outside the home with the intention that this food find its way to someone in need, someone you don't even know. It is a prayer that the essence of that food will go to the places where there isn't enough food or water, bites of food are left on the plate for the spirit, the ancestors, those who passed to the other side, be it recent or a distant relative. It honors our ancestors, a way of acknowledging that our lives, our strengths, our possibilities are in many ways due to the labors, the love and the sacrifices of those who come before us. Our struggles are not new, and our pains are not new pains. Someone before us has walked part of our road already, and they understand, and they can help. The battles we fight are not new. Decolonization has gone on since the beginning People have not been allowed to build the families on their own terms. Incarceration has become the norm, especially here in America, but being in cages came long before there was ever a prison. People have hoped to live lives free from violence in safe communities. Others have fought for racial justice, to have an environment that is not filled with toxins, to have their gender identity supported by those around them, for things to be built with accessibility in mind so that everyone can enter the spaces, everyone, be they foreign-born or not. We can find solace in the words of John Lewis. Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. I've been inspired by the words, the work, and the guidance of Ibu Patel. I mentioned once before the importance of authenticity. He encourages us to embrace this notion as well. He teaches, we need not check our identities at the door, but we need to be aware of how various views and positions affect our engagement in any particular situation. He started a group called the Interfaith Youth Corps, recognizing that too often people from various religious and faith traditions don't get the opportunity to truly know each other. He looked at the overwhelming problem of religious extremists, and said this is something we can address through personal connections, through relationships, through remembering that youth really can be the change that we're looking to see. Faith and our identity as a Christian may be challenged and it's not embraced the same way by all who claim the title. Ibu provided a description of the way with which one engages in their identity as a person of faith. There are people who build barriers. They are interested in proudly proclaiming the righteousness of their identity and loudly denouncing other identities. There are people who build bunkers. They want to seal themselves off from a world of diversity. Then there are those who seek connection. They build bridges of understanding and cooperation. He encourages us to look outside our circle, our identities, our faith traditions. He noted a friendship with even one member of a marginalized religious group can improve somebody's attitude towards the whole group. Though this is what we are called to do, we will experience various levels of frustration, opposition, and to success. To me, building bridges is about seeing another as worthy of fighting for. Ms. Shakur reminds us, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. We are bound by selfishness, by our borders, by the idea of we are better in our own ego and our own intolerance. But it is not our duty to just care for ourselves. We must remember that we are living in community with those on the margins, in that none of us can be free unless everyone is free. When we choose to love one another, we are choosing to say, you matter just as much as I matter. That I choose to love with my actions each and every day. It is following a path of justice, hoping that not just I will live a fulfilled life, but others will as well. I can't say what the future may hold, but I can share with you my vision. I want a future of decency, equality, and real social justice. With that future is the idea that we don't use or that we don't see someone as the other. We see someone as part of our larger community, someone who needs our love, someone who needs our support, not just when it's the cool thing to do, not just in a moment when suddenly it's blasted all over our newsfeed, our Facebook feed, not when we're worried about people having clean water for just a week, when we're worried about those who are incarcerated only when there's a pandemic, but rather we are constantly focused on everyone, everyone having the food that they need, everyone being free from violence, everyone's identity honored their orientation celebrated. Everyone's traditions being part of what we all celebrate and engage in. Now I wanna be clear, this is not about taking over another's identity, taking over another's struggle. It's about standing alongside. It's about sitting in a moment holding a hand and saying, you don't just matter to me, you matter. The idea of the future being a place where one identity doesn't supersede another. When someone walks into a room and we see them as their full person. When someone rolls in in their wheelchair, and we recognize that they are not just a wheelchair user, they are entire being filled with various identities. It's about seeing the whole of someone and recognizing that each identity that they have creates a different world for them. That we know no one group can create the world that we need, that we need the marginalized, the majority, and everyone in between to take part, to be seen. One of my favorite things I ever heard was the words of Monica Simpson. We must fight for freedom. We must fight for justice. It will take all of us to get to the other side. For me, on the other side is equity. Everyone not having the same, but everyone having what they need to live the fulfilled and joyous life that we all deserve and are promised. Thank you.